This is a GRDC podcast. Depleting the weed seed bank in intensive cropping systems is a goal many growers strive for. Yet even with the most effective control strategies in place, low levels of weed numbers persist. So why is this? Well, new research is proving that problem weeds, such as annual ryegrass and wild radish, are genetically evolving to avoid both herbicide and non-herbicide management options. Hi there, I'm Hilary Sims, and leading this important research is Dr Mike Ashworth. He's a research agronomist with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative, which is part of the University of Western Australia. Mike's been tracking the evolution of weeds in WA cropping systems over the past 17 years, with the support of the GRDC. In this podcast, Deb Bishop travels to Beverly in WA to learn more about his research and how growers can use this information to their advantage. To start off, Mike sets the scene on where some of the research took place. Okay, so we're out at uh, lovely Beverly here in the uh, Grain Belt of Western Australia. It's just about a, oh, well, what about 120 k's east of Perth here. And what we're doing here is we're having a look at a survey site that we've uh, we've been monitoring over a long period of time to look at the way weeds are adapting to our farming system and the way that we've uh, the way that they're adapting to the way that we manage them. Now, this particular uh, site is uh, part of a, a very big picture study that's been occurring for a very long time. Take us through that. Well, we've been really lucky. We've been uh, we've been um, supported by GRDC for a long period of time to monitor the monitor growers that have been dealing with a really really horrible uh, weed control problem um, over a long extended period of time. So we've been actually monitoring these sites for over 17 years, and it started with growers that were really hitting the wall when it came to herbicide resistance and weed control. They had paddocks that were basically becoming uncroppable, and what we did was we actually monitored. Uh, the way that they actually got those paddocks back into control over that 17 year period. And then the best thing about it was because it was such a long term study, uh, we actually then looked at the, uh, the biological aspect of that. We actually looked at the weed and the way the weeds have changed um, in order to, to provide us with a really important evolutionary aspect to this project. So we're talking about uh, paddock surveys that have revealed insight on evolving weeds. I mean, they're, they're changing despite the application of trying to suspend their growth. Is that what we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, so the, the interesting thing about this project, what sets it apart is it's long term. So most pro- projects are very, very short term. And what we've been able to do is to look at the way this weed has changed. And what we found, which is really, really interesting, was that these weeds aren't just adapting to herbicide resistance, which is just something we've always known. They're also adapting to the way that we farm. They're also adapting to the non-herbicidal weed control tools that we're using. So uh, the, the weeds are showing themselves to be uh, a jump ahead of growers then effectively, is that what you're saying? Well they really are. So anything, when you think about a, uh, a farming system, about a paddock, it's actually a natural environment that's under intense control. Right? And those weeds are going to naturally adapt. They're going to select for any individual that can thrive, survive, and then reproduce in that environment. And that's what we've actually done. So what, what these weeds have done is, one, we've always known that they'll produce herbicide resistance. They'll select for a herbicide resistance mechanism. But they're also selecting to evade the weed control tactics that we're commonly using. What's some of the evidence that has revealed itself to you on that? Okay, so when it comes to annual ryegrass, for instance, what we're actually finding is those populations that have been intensively managed, 
intensively uh, managed with uh, knockdown herbicides as well as uh, very robust pre-emergent herbicides such as trifluralin, they're becoming more dormant. Dormancy has dramatically increased. Um, what we've also found is that those weed populations are flowering a lot earlier and they're growing a little bit more vigorously in order to compete with these crops. So effectively weeds are changing the way they grow and reproduce to avoid all forms of weed control. Yeah, basically they're just trying to get the job done despite the fences that we put in place. Okay, so what does that say to growers? Well, what it means is that with this understanding, we, we, we need to understand that weeds will continue to adapt, they will continue to evolve, they will continue to respond to any situation that they're given. With that, in, with that in mind, we need to continue to evolve and change as well. And what we found here is that growers have been really fantastic at taking on the message of diversifying their weed control, diversifying their herbicide modes of action, for instance. However, what we're actually finding is they also need to then further diversify their diversity by continually changing the way that we, we actually farm. So changing the timings that we do things. We do that by, for instance, if we've got a field that is our best field and we always sow that one first because it gives us our best potential yield, we need to start seeding that one last for a while in order to control those later germinating individuals because they become more dormant. So you're saying basically remove predictability from the cropping system? Continually be unpredictable. So evolution responds to predictability. You'll continually select for something, the, the weed population will change accordingly. So if we continue to be unpredictable, we keep the weed populations on their toes, we're just not going to get those evolutionary shifts that we do, we've found with herbicides. What is your advice to growers to, to modify their strategies to be one step ahead of this evolutionary process? Continue to think about the timing. So continually, continually think about the way that we farm. So don't just diversify the tactics we use, just diversify the timings as well. Then also use as many of the weed control tools as we have, involve as many as possible. And finally, the most important thing is the driver to evolution is about numbers. So we need to reduce that seed bank down as far as possible. And we do that by maintaining the use of harvest weed seed control, doing it well, but continually diversifying the way that we do it. And that's going to take more research, unfortunately. Effectively, growers though should continue to invest in harvest weed seed control. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It's one of the best tools we have, but monitor those weeds. If you start to see them change, talk to your advisor, talk to us at ARI, um, and, and work out a way around it. But whatever you do, keep the pressure on those weed seed banks. Keep them really, really low. And harvest weed seed control is a really important tool for that. So were these the findings that you were expecting? I mean, I know the survey has been over 17 years, but did it uh, become apparent gradually or, or suddenly? You know, where did, when did it become apparent of what we're dealing with now? Interestingly, growers have been talking about the fact that weeds are becoming more and more problematic. Okay, they've been talking about the fact that we've got these really good pre-emergent herbicides, yet they're still getting weeds in crop. And when you think about it from an evolutionary perspective, when we've lost the effectiveness of our post-emergent herbicides and we're only relying on those early pre-emergent herbicides, there's a common sense says that these guys are actually going to shift. Okay, so we have sort of considered it to be likely.
So just how valuable is investment like GRDCs in this particular longitudinal survey? How valuable is it in that we can provide growers with futuristic approaches and mechanics to to tackle weed issues that we're seeing emerging? Well, this investment's absolutely invaluable. And the great thing about GRDC is it's able, it's willing to work with research groups to actually look at some more pie-in-the-sky stuff. Okay, if we weren't able to have the support from GRDC, we wouldn't be able to look at this stuff over a 17 year period and we wouldn't even have an inkling that weeds would naturally do this. Now, the best way to deal with these weed problems is to actually be proactive before we actually hit the wall. It's not a problem that we're going to ultimately overcome, but it's something that we can manage and control to a degree with foresight. Well, evolution's never going to be overcome. It's a constant process. What we need to do is continually understand what's actually going on, continually monitor the effectiveness of our weed control tools, and then make appropriate decisions to diversify around that in order to maintain the effectiveness of what we have. So, increase your diversity when it comes to weed control approaches and keep investing in those harvest weed seed control tactics. That's the advice from Dr Mike Ashworth, research agronomist with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative. More information on this research can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening.